0: The following program was made possible by the generosity of those who have determined to hold fast to the true Roman Catholic religion, as expounded by the Roman Catholic Church before the disasters of Vatican II and the so-called New Mass. Hello,
1: and welcome to What Catholics Believe. I'm your host, Thomas Nagley, and with me tonight is Father William Jenkins. He is from the Society of St. Pius V. He's also the pastor of Immaculate Conception Church right here in Norwood, Ohio. Hello, Father.
0: Hello, Tim. How are you?
1: Good, Father. How are you? Good to see you. Just
0: years, I just found you. Good, think.
1: good. Good deal. Father, we got a lot of great emails tonight that I would like to get to. And this first one uh, is concerning a question of authority. So this viewer writes in and says, Can you please address the fear of Nova Sordo Catholics who are sympathetic to the Society of St. Pius V, but who believe that they will be judged severely for becoming state of a contest when they die? In other words, they are not convinced the Society of St. Pius V has the authority to break away from Rome. Your response to that, Father? Well,
0: I guess my first response would be uh, exactly what Archbishop Lefebvre said. When he commented decisively on the conundrum, Right? he said, We are not in communion with modernist Rome, but with Catholic Rome. And so, his indication uh, was uh, that the, it is the modernists who've broken away from Catholic Rome. And if we want to be in union with Catholic Rome, we must separate ourselves from the modernists, who are actually defying and, uh, and actually trying to demolish. They're trying to demolish Catholic Rome. You see, I know people talk about their fears of um, perhaps rejecting a true pope, but they should be equally afraid of following a false pope. (coughs) And that is also a real possibility these days, Hmm. But that is really true.
1: That's a good
0: point. Uh, People Hmm. are looking at it one-sided only, and one-sidedly in such a way that it prevents them from facing reality. And the reality is that uh, Francis and his fellow modernists <clears throat> uh, are guilty of such crimes against the faith that the very least anyone could reasonably say, and, and would have to say to be reasonable, I think, <clears throat> is that there is definitely an objective doubt about whether um, men can do such things and be. Vicars of Christ on Earth and Supreme Pontiffs of the Catholic Church. Um, I refer to Francis as the Pope, but I call him the Pope of the Novus Ordo, the Supreme Pontiff of the Novus Ordo, the New Order, and that he is, actually, that he wants to be, right? He revels in the the idea that he is the Supreme Pontiff of a, a new order that was brought in after Vatican II, right? And uh, so, he would not be insulted by that Uh, appellation, I don't believe, but it does raise the question that is the Novus Ordo, is the New Order Catholicism? And uh, I think it's quite obvious that this New Order is uh, the religion of modernism, which is a false faith. It is like the anti-faith to Catholicism. As... Not just I say that, but St. Pius X himself said that. <clears throat> Not in those exact words, but in much stronger words. <laughs> you know, He called it the, the synthesis of all heresies. So, you know, so, um, you know the, the Novus Ordo is a religion, and as a religion it is the practice of a false faith, which we know as modernism, condemned by St. Pius X. And um, in no uncertain terms, absolutely forbidden uh, to Catholics. Um, And uh, so, uh, you know, those who recognize that the Novus Ordo is a false religion that was put in place by the modernists to replace the traditional Catholic religion, just as they are attempting to replace the Catholic faith with the modernist faith, you know, They brought in a new faith, and so they needed a new religion to go with it. And that's what they started to do immediately at Vatican II. So um, those who see that Francis is indeed the supreme pontiff, the pope of a Novus Ordo religion, have to ask themselves, well, is that the Novus Ordo religion? Is that true traditional Catholicism? And if it isn't, then the next question necessitates the, you know, facing the... Uh, conundrum, is it possible for a man to be at the same time the supreme uh, pontiff of the Roman Catholic Church and the supreme pontiff of the Novus Ordo religion of modernism? Is it possible that one can at the same time be both? And uh, that's a very serious question that demands being answered, really. So just as there are those who might be afraid of uh, the consequences if they make one decision, they should realize that uh, not making that decision carries with it very great perils too, and uh, following a false pope is every bit as evil um, as following a, 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 not following a true pope, especially when one realizes that there are serious questions that are generated about the papacy of this, that, and this individual, or that, and generated not by our own imaginations, but by what they are doing. I mean, if this is even a question today, Tom, if people are even fretting about this, if this good man is is uh, worrying about this, it's not because of what he has done. It's not because of what I have done. It's because of what they have done. It's what these Novus Ordo popes have done that have thrown everyone into this, into this quagmire, right? <clears throat> this uh this seeming um, um conundrum this 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 uh <sighs> d- trying to trying to determine uh you know where where is the safe ground here well the church has always told us that we have to, t- in times of a dilemma like this <clears throat> we have to take the safer course and uh i'm quite sure that the safer course Uh, would enable us to uh, simply follow the traditional Catholic to faith, to adhere to the traditional Catholic faith, and to follow the traditional Catholic religion, absolutely, and to reject their Novus Ordo. Uh, There's no doubt, in my mind anyway, that that is, in fact, the right course, certainly the safer course. And in doing that, we're doing the right thing.
1: And you know, Father, we've we've mentioned this before in this program, of those who have fears like this, and they will say something like, uh, you know, how, how can how can you, this one priest, this one small group of priests in your society, how can they be right and the whole entire rest of the Catholic Church be wrong? When in fact we should be asking the other question. How can uh, the whole entire Catholic Church, all, all of these, these popes, bishops, all these novus, all these modernists, how can all of them be wrong? How can all of them be going against tradition? When, uh, if you look at the two sides, on our side we have, you know, 2,000 years of Catholic tradition Uh, We have all the saints that the traditional church has produced and all that. Mm -hmm. And on the modernist side, we have, what, six, seven, eight decades of modernism, and and you see the fruits of modernism. You see what happens when you have modernist popes and modernist bishops and all of that. And so, like you say, the traditional route certainly safer
0: course. Well, as you say, Tom, uh, I mean, that's a a very good point. If they're going to start, uh, you know, comparing numbers, uh, they should actually apply that across the board. And if they're going to say, and by the way, it's a false question anyway, to say, "Our small group," as they want to have it, uh, and the entire church arrayed against—that's not true. There are tens of thousands of traditional Catholics around the world, and uh, I, there are many of those who, who want to be, but they don't know what to do about it because they—they they feel caught in the middle, and they're again, they feel like they're—they're they're, they're trying to answer a dilemma, they're trying to solve the unsolvable to them, they think it's uh, to answer the unanswerable question trying to find out what's what really is the uh, the status of Francis and the modernist uh, popes before him and so on, the Popes of the Novus as they call them Um, and they find themselves uh, not only uh, puzzled as though they they don't have the necessary information of facts but they don't necessarily even know the necessary principles And then on top of that, they're wondering if they even have the right to to make a judgment on the matter. The modernists were counting on this confusion. I mean, our our lady talked of um, a diabolical disorientation striking the church because of sin. She talked about that at Fatima and to Jacinta afterwards. So we shouldn't be surprised that people are caught up in this diabolical disorientation. People shouldn't themselves be surprised to find themselves in that. Uh, that that a call it, modernist quagmire, but um, the the point is, as you mentioned very very well, that if they want to start um, saying well one group against another, well then why don't they not they just as you say compare the the modernists who are of a, of a day basically, and uh, who just number relative handful in light of the history of the church and look at them standing opposed to all of the doctors and saints and martyrs and pontiffs of all the previous centuries and sort asking the question, how can they be right? And then you see, I mean, when you see what they have said they were, I mean, in their principles that they've laid down, and see it was condemned by St. Pius X. So we knew ahead of time what they stood for, and what they stood for already stood condemned by the Church. Then we see them rise to power through the election of John the Twenty-Third, and we see what they did to the church, okay, and all the changes they made, because they had to come up with a new religion. The old religion simply wasn't compatible with their, faith, but their new faith, modernism. And then the third thing we see is the aftermath. Just immediately, within days after Vatican II, the perversions were immediately setting in. I mean, you know, you look at what what's happening now, and it's Sad to say, uh, notorious what's happened now to the hierarchy of the Novus Ordo Church, again. Uh, The the immorality and the cover-ups, right? and uh, You know pe- people have to realize this didn't come out of nowhere It didn't just happen overnight. It didn't happen over 20 years One cannot say oh well they just found out about this 20 years before and they tried to fix it and look now we are 20 years later, and it's still not fixed, okay? Mm-hmm. The, they have to trace the origins of this back. I mean, the men we're talking about here, Wurl and the rest of them, they were ordained priests in the aftermath of Vatican II. They came out of Vatican II. They were the product of Vatican II. And the perversions that set in, set in with them. We're just seeing what has come about 50... Of, you know, in the course of 50 years of there being Novus Ordo clergymen, you know, the Novus Ordo priests, Novus bishops, Novus cardinals, and rather than be sanctified, they've gotten more and more perverse mm-hmm. as time has gone on. This is, this is the legacy of Vatican II. This is the legacy of modernism. People do not want to hear that. I, I honestly don't know of any other place on the Internet right now that is actually coming out and just hammering that point mm-hmm. home. And I think the reason, well, not that I'm a great uh, you know, denizen of the of the, of the Internet, <laughs> obviously. So there may be others, maybe many others out there I'm not aware of, okay? So I don't want to take anything away from them, but I don't know of any others, but I do know this, <clears throat> that there are a lot of sites um, <clears throat> that I'm told about that are insisting, well, this is like a homosexual crisis, this is this kind of crisis, this is that kind of crisis, and they're all... They're not willing to just state plainly that this is a modernist crisis and you have to deal with the the root cause of the problem is modernism. People don't want to hear that. Why don't they want to hear that? Well, uh, I've been told one reason they just don't want to hear you blame it on modernism because they just really don't understand modernism. Uh, Some of them might even have read the encyclical Peshendi by St. Pius X and figure, well, it's incomprehensible, so I can't possibly understand this. Who can make sense of this? It's too stilted, requires too much background in philosophy and theology. So, you know, whether modernism is the cause of it or not, it's lost on me. And so, uh, leave me alone. Let me just focus on what I can understand and what I can know. And Don't bother me by trying to make me think modernism is the problem. I don't know. And others have said, actually, that the vast majority of people don't, I mean, even the conservative even the conservative modern modern uh, people who are, you know, who've been raised in the Novus Ordo, they don't want to hear that modernism is the cause. The cause, because if they faced that modernism was the cause of all this, they would then inevitably be led to understand that their entire Novus Ordo is corrupt from the very beginning. And they'd have to realize, well, we, gee, we have, to, we have to go back to the traditional faith and give up all this Novus Ordo business as soon as we admit that this was all a modernist escapade in heresy and apostasy. And, um, and they don't want to do that. You know, we have basically almost two generations that have been born, bred, born and bred in the Novus Ordo. And to them, the traditional Catholic faith is kind of Terry and Kovita. It's like unknown land to them. Uh, to them, it's something strange and alien. But this is again the fruit of the Novus Ordo. It has taken away their birthright as Catholics, and fed them something. It's it's got them like a Babylonian captivity. And the problem is, they don't even realize they're in captivity. And many of them might be enjoying it. I mean, let's face it. You know, uh, when the when the Israel the Hebrews were led out into the desert, they wanted to go back to Egypt. They wanted to have the the flesh pots of Egypt again. You know. And so, uh, you know, if you had the Hebrews leave behind the flesh pots of Egypt and its paganism and go into the desert, I guess the traditional, practicing the traditional Catholic faith would seem like them, relatively speaking, to be the desert because it's uh, a Spartan life to be faithful, taking up your cross daily and following our Lord. And they might be yearning again for the flesh pots of Egypt. Take me back to the Novus Ordo, you Ordo. Know? Mm-hmm. They just don't want to hear it but the fact is um, if they're deliberately uh, closing their eyes because it's inconvenient well then I'm not trying to invoke the the memory of Al Gore here (laughs) (laughs) but but there are some truths that are very inconvenient for people (laughs) and if they're attached to the Novus Ordo and even as much as they hate uh, pedophilia, pederasty and homosexual abuse of seminarians and so on if they're willing to turn a blind eye to the root of the problem, and that is modernism, then they too are guilty of collusion mm-hmm. with a very, very evil thing. Even while they're crying out against it and pointing the finger, right? They are still up to their ears colluding with it as long as they are, they are going along with the modernism that is the very seedbed of all these evil things. And by the way, you know, it's... It's it's kind of ironic you see God's hand in uh, in irony occasionally. I mentioned Al Gore, you know, and I guess many of our listeners will will recognize the name Al Gore, right? Al Gore is the one who came out with the inconvenient truth, I think, didn't he? Right. Talked about well, they weren't even calling it climate change at the time. They were calling it global warming, right? right? right. And at the same time Al Gore was decrying global warming, okay? Um <clears throat> his name in latin you know what that you know what that means i don't yeah. you know there's a, there's a word in latin algor algor a l g o r and it means a penetrating cold that goes right to the bone how <laughs> fitting. isn't that curious <laughs> uh, it's as though i mean we read that god has an ironic sense of humor you know but only that because nothing can surprise him you know yeah. And the element of surprise is big in our sense of humor, but nothing can surprise God. (laughs) But nonetheless, he can be amused in an intellectual way at some of these things. So the man decrying global warming is a man whose name means penetrating cold. It might actually refer to his personality. He might be aptly named. But uh, believe it or not, the reason I I mention that is because you've got you've got the same kind of irony at work in, the, in, this, in this Novus Ordo where you have people nowadays who are thinking that the most conservative Novus Ordo they can be the best Catholics they can be and all they have to do is be conservative modernists and that is basically for them now the height of Catholicism and it's not, it really is the dregs why? because the out and out modernists are death on real Catholicism they really are out to destroy it. And that, and that alone explains why Francis and his bishops and his cardinals are reacting the way they are. They're not. Why they're responding the way they are. They're not. They're in the Vatican chumming it up and laughing with each other. <clears throat> this, is, this is the whole point. This is the whole point of modernism, bringing the church down and having her absorbed by the modern world um as as the novus ordo unfolded right in the 60s 70s 80s and 90s what did we see we saw we saw the church hemorrhaging souls the novus, uh, i mean the religious orders religious congregations of men and women the priesthood, seminaries they were hemorrhaging souls and what was the what was the solution of the novus ordo hierarchy I'm talking about the very people who are, who are now uh, standing before the world and um, and basically uh, thumbing their nose at the world over this whole thing and the way they're responding and not responding to it, saying, "I will not answer one word to this." You know, uh, their solution to the church uh, being poisoned by their modernism was to up the dosage, increase the dosage. We need more change. We need more more. Uh, more modernism. They didn't say the modernism, but they say we need more reform, more reform, as they saw the church suffering more and more. You know, if you saw somebody who was continuing uh, to give uh, a patient more and more medicine, even though they saw that the the medicine was 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 killing the patient, was poisoning the patient, you'd say this person is being is a murderer. And they say, oh, this is this medicine is so good for them. Look what it's done to them you realize this person wants to kill us, to kill their patient, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what the modernists have done. We've seen this happening year after year after year since Vatican II. So why why wouldn't we see that those who have come to this point where they've grown up in in modernism, seen their behavior, seen the way they conduct themselves, uh, see what their solution is to the very things that are poisoning the Church, and that is to give the Church more poison, why are, they, why are they so, uh, you know, given to hand-wringing and, and the sky is falling and talking about how, how awful that the Church has done these terrible things? And then they, they puzzle over why Francis and, and his bishops and cardinals seem to be so insouciant about this, this kind of, well, we'll you know, we'll move on. But the reason is because this is what they expected. They knew it was happening all this time. They knew it would come to this. And yeah, this is hmm. this is where they were going. They wanted to bring the church down. I did see an article recently, by the way, uh, about a man who's saying that this is the result of what Bella Dodd denounced before the House Committee on American Activities right. um, uh, that the communists were infiltrating the seminaries. Mm-hmm. And uh but I, I think uh and that article was a very good article, a very well written article. It's a very good point. But I think we have uh something much more deadly because modernism is basically the religious equivalent of Marxism. Right. And when communists enter the seminaries they they give their Marxism an infusion of religious sentiment or fervor a la modernism, and they become ten times more deadly. And that's what we're witnessing right now. Father, I thought it
1: was interesting. You used the analogy of the um, the Israelites leaving Egypt, and um, and St. Saint, Saint Francis de Sales in his writings actually used that exact same analogy, but he applied <laughs> it to the spiritual life and those who are uh, leaving a life of sin behind, would mm. uh, embrace uh, uh, the, the spiritual life and true devotion mm. and all that. and he said that there you know there were so many who uh, were so discouraged, did not want to do this, were so scared they had so many telling them, you know this is the desert is barren of life, it's so hard out there. but St. <coughs> Francis de Sales says it's it's totally 100% false. If you mm. take up your cross and follow our Lord, it's uh, a life of, of sweetness and it's infinitely easier, infinitely mm. sweeter than any life of sin that you could ever live. So I think that, that uh, for those who are afraid, mm. you know, that, that reading something like that would be a great, uh,
0: a great inspiration. Well, it would be. That's a good point, Tom. I mean, really, I pity the conservative Novus Ordo priests who still have the faith, I'd like to think. They, they, they seem to have the faith. They still believe in the doctrines of the faith. But they're living a life of contradiction. Yes, And they can't have any peace of soul when you have that contradiction going on in your life. And this gentleman, if he, if he would just break free from the Novus Ordo, he doesn't have to decide that Francis is not a true pope. Um, I think it is the only logical conclusion, but that doesn't make it a dogma of faith, you know? People who reach logical conclusions always realize, well, that's their, that's their opinion and they could be wrong, okay? The only certitude, absolute certitude, is to be found in dogmas, doctrines of faith. And you and I can't make doctrines of faith out of these things. So he doesn't even have to answer that question. All he has to do is return to practicing the traditional faith. He doesn't have to answer the question about Francis. Mm. And uh, he might say, well, that's above his pay grade or above his expertise. And, well, all right, you know, that's perfectly understandable. But what is not above his pregrade, as a baptized Catholic, assuming he is, and um, is that his birthright is a traditional Catholic faith, and no one can deny him that legitimately, and that's what he needs to do. He needs to practice that faith and give up this Novus Ordo construct of modernism.
1: Sure. Father, another email here from a viewer who asks if there were any real ways in which the Catholic Church needed to improve before the Second Vatican Council, and if so, have we actually
0: improved upon any of those deficiencies? Have, have we improved? Well, I, I guess uh, just interpreting what I said, well, of course, the, the Church, uh, consisting of its members, right, on Earth, uh, united with Christ, always need to be improved, right? Um, So, you know, if they were talking about a renewal, a genuine Catholic renewal, uh, they would be looking to increase the faith and the hope and charity, the faith, hope, and and supernatural love in the members of the Church, in the clergy, right? Their great fervor. I mean, look, Dom Géranger, Dom Prosper Guéranger, right? In the early 1800s. His goal was to Encourage the sanctification of, especially the clergy, and in consequence of the laity, by having them understand the 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 worship of God of the Catholic Church, the holy sacrifice of the Mass, and the I mean all the liturgy, the entire liturgy um, of the Church. He wanted them to understand, to appreciate it, so they could pray more devoutly, more profoundly. That this would elevate them in the spiritual life, and the entire church would be elevated by that. So Dom Prosper Garanger, who was prom- uh, encouraged by Pope Pius IX, Leo XIII, son, he they, he understood that the church did constantly need to be uh, reformed in terms of the souls involved. Yeah. You know, um, you might look at Saint uh, John Vianney and uh, Saint. Um, <coughs> St. John Bosco. I mean, their entire lives were about this. Trying to, uh, to promote the sanctity of the souls entrusted to their care. You know? That's the real reform. Not reforming the people, not reforming the faith in the people, reforming the faith itself, mm-hmm. but reforming the people in the faith, right? And to enable them to live and to love and to practice their faith more ardently. Uh, again, it comes back to, to increasing in, increasing the participation in sanctifying grace in the souls, uh, increasing their faith and their hope and their charity, the theological virtues in the souls. If that was what uh, if that was the reform that these modernists were talking about, and that is what many people understood by Catholic reform back then. Um, Then that would have been a good thing. I mean, that's just the the necessary reform of the saints, and that's what the the reform of all true and holy Catholic pontiffs have sought. But uh, the modernists, uh, under the guise of that Catholic renewal, brought in something that was truly an anti-Catholic, not a renewal. It was a renewal of paganism, because they brought in the principles of paganism. We need to talk about modernism. We need to have a program that just targets modernism, and not an hour-long program on, on modernism. We need to have, like, a 20-minute tutorial on modernism that, that just makes it clear, as clear as can be anyway, um, what it is, how to recognize it, how it applies. I mean, why this Novus Ordo is the religion of modernism. People need to make that connection to their minds. Mm-hmm. And so we, we've got to put that on the agenda. Um, but you know, as far as the the question goes, you know, did the church need to be reformed? Well, I would say, insofar as you and I, mostly I, I suppose, are constantly in need of personal reform, yes. You know, mm-hmm. um, but does the faith need to be reformed? No. <laughs> um, any more than the Holy Ghost needs to be reformed. Okay. <laughs> um, Do the mass and the sacraments need to be reformed? Certainly not in the Novus Ordo sense. It's rather we who need to appreciate them and love them more, understand them more. Um, And, uh, you know, does the the, the moral theology of the church need to be reformed? Something needs to be reformed when there's something wrong with it. Okay? And so you can't say that the faith is defective. You can't say the church's moral... Teaching was defective, although Francis is perfectly willing to say that, and has said that. Um, the sacraments of the sacraments Christ himself has given to us are the power of giving his grace. Um, no, it's the people, the, the, the people who need to be reformed. So I would say, in that sense, yes, reform is always necessary. But have we gained any ground in this? Well, I would say because of modernism, they've lost enormous ground as far as traditional Catholics go, I think we have in the sense that in that desert, you know, a relative desert where you have to, you know, drive a few more miles to get to Mass, sometimes more than a few, um, when you have to make more sacrifices than you would uh, when you actually have to put on um, some respectable clothes and can't just leave on your flip-flops and your Bermudas and go to so-called Mass, Um I think what we have is a group of people who are willing to make sacrifices for our Lord. They've realized that in order to practice the traditional faith, I'm going to have to inconvenience myself. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't have to make great sacrifices and endure great hardships, but I will at least have to inconvenience myself. But the love I have for our Lord is sufficient to prompt me to do that. Mm -hmm. And I would say, yeah, I think to that extent, Uh, We have seen people come to the traditional Catholic faith who really want to be faithful and loyal to Christ and are willing to take up the cross every day and come after him. I'm not ready to canonize them all, obviously, and I even if I were, I couldn't, right? But I would say that there are many saintly souls who are practicing the traditional Catholic faith, and there are even people in the Novus Ordo who still have a real love for our Lord who should be, Definitely coming back to the traditional Catholic faith because, as long as they're trying to uh, seek um, sanctity, I mean, that's what we're all meant to seek, right? In the Novus Ordo, they're going to constantly be running into the wall, bumping we, into the walls of the Novus Ordo.
1: We get emails from them every day, Father. <laughs> we do. That's <We laughs> fine. Uh, Father, I remember in the uh, Liberalism as a Sin book, the author says that. To effect a confusion of ideas is a scheme as old as the devil, and it seems mm. that uh, you could perfectly apply that to the modernists as well, almost. I did look yeah. back into, mm. but Father, another exactly. another email here. This is from a seventy-seven-year-old lifelong Roman Catholic. He uh, says that, in his opinion, um, in the aftermath of all of these scandals that uh, we see in the Novus Ordo Church now, that there will be some sort of schism that occurs and he says maybe a bishop will lead the way for pre-vatican II roman catholics to follow he says at this point why should a practicing roman catholic trust the leadership in this church the roman catholic church is infected with a spiritual cancer i also asked father how large is your group
0: okay well with regard to the roman catholic church being infected with a spiritual cancer uh again i mean it gets down to the fact that that Modernism is not Catholicism, right? It is the polar opposite. It is the negation of Catholicism. And so the Novus Ordo is not the Catholic religion. Okay, it's meant to replace the Catholic religion. (laughs) And that means those who are now purveying that false religion of, of the Novus Ordo, they are not the Catholic Church. They don't represent the Catholic Church. And it's an absolute calumny for people to be saying, look what the catholic church has done look at these terrible evils that the catholic church has perpetrated again i know i'm sorry but i i'm not sorry i mean I'm, I'm sorry if people don't like it but they have to hear over and over again as long as they keep repeating the mantra of the and this is where the the, the most radical novus ordo the most radical modernists and the most conservative in the modern church, come together, they're all raising the same chorus, oh, look what happened to the church, look what the church did. And so these conservative Novus Ordos are actually backing up the modernists in, in what they're trying to do to attack the church. We have to get the point across to anybody who will listen, this is not the Catholic Church that has done these things. Okay? Modernism is the cancer, and that is, that is an invader. Okay? The cancer is not you. I mean, if you know somebody who has cancerous tumors, you don't refer to the cancerous tumors as as them, as part of them, you know? Well, look, you're now, you are cancerous tumors, you know? These are you. Um, they for heaven's sake, they're trying to some, invoke some kind of crazy thought about the babies, you know, and they abort the babies. They're saying, well, you know, this is your tissue here, and then uh, you have a right over your body, and if there are them, some, we even go so far and say, this is an invader, a foreign invader, almost like a tumor, so have it removed, okay? Well, if we look at these tumors as invading the body, because they really are a sickness, a cancer within the body, they have to be removed. And uh, because they are not of the body, and people have to get used to the idea that these modernists are like ca- cancerous tumors that have gotten in. Um, they're they're like infecting agents as it were okay, so please please again I, I can only appeal you please, do not think this is the work of the Catholic Church This is the work of the enemy of the Church trying to kill the Church, which you know is impossible but uh, we know that um, But it can certainly be the death of many souls and that's what we have happening here and uh, as far as the Society of St. Pius V you know we have uh Half a dozen priests, still trying to do the work of about uh, three or four dozen priests, you know, essentially. And uh, then the congregation of St. Pius V also at work, which uh, with the seminary, Immaculate Heart Seminary in New York, and uh, a dozen priests now, and uh, easily a dozen more in training. People may look at that and say, well, that's not many, but I say, well, that hit, they got. There's many priests, more more priests in training than many dioceses have, you know, the, to get that many seminarians in one seminary. Now they they often have to uh, kind of bring together the seminarians from three or four different dioceses. Mm-hmm. You know? So the, the, these days, that is nothing to be ashamed of. It's quite marvelous, and there are many more vocations out there too. In fact, if people would just realize and accept the fact that the Novus Ordo is not Catholicism. I think you'd find a lot of very good men out there who would be seeking the true priesthood with the traditional, the traditional priesthood.
1: <clears throat> Definitely.
0: And uh, they've got a, they've got plenty of room for them at Immaculate Heart Seminary as long as they have faith and hope and love for our Lord and really want to be Catholic priests. Sure. Save some.
1: Father, I think we have time for at least one more email here. So this uh, this one comes from Australia. This viewer says my question to Father regards confirmation. I was baptized into into the Anglican Church, but recently wanted to become Catholic. I had an interview where I was placed on the next upcoming RCIA program. I saw my first Novus Ordo Mass and was taken aback by the lack of dignity and reverence and even beauty compared to the Latin Mass I'd seen on YouTube. I did some research and found through programs like yours and others that modernism and Vatican II were to blame. Someone suggested I join the Ordinariate Church, or even the High Anglican Church, as it seems they have retained dignity in the Holy Communion. Is it possible to be confirmed Catholic without the Novus Ordo ideology?
0: Well, I have been asked, is it possible to be confirmed Catholic with the Novus Ordo ideology? Just the opposite. That's a good point. I mean, to go to the Anglicans, no. No, it's out of the question. But see, again, it's the Novus Ordo mentality that is even prompting the question there. Maybe I should go to the high Anglicans instead. Mm -hmm. It's a Novus Ordo way, it's not a Catholic way of thinking, you know. And I feel badly for this poor fellow, because he's obviously wanting to do the right thing. But this is what the Novus, again, he's he's been bred in the Novus Ordo, and is thinking like a Novus Ordo. If I want to find Catholicism, or at least vestiges, I have to go to the high Anglican now? This is what they've done. No, 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 no. You, again, I mean, you just have to leave all that behind. You have to leave the flesh pots of Egypt, Egypt behind. Uh, leave the, the Novus Ordo and its modernists behind. Extricate yourself from them, and um, and and find the traditional Catholic faith, a traditional Catholic bishop with traditional Catholic priests who really are are. are Honestly, truly and truly traditional Catholic, not just faking it, okay? Because there are some who are taking advantage of the situation and falsifying traditional Catholicism. It is actually fairly easy to see through them, but it takes a little time, a little bit of knowledge and grace, of course. But there are true traditional Catholic bishops and priests out there, and you should seek um, confirmation in the traditional rite from a real Catholic, traditional Catholic bishop. And um, you know, if, they, if he wants to send you the information, we'd be glad to get back to him and sure. let him know how to do that, <clears throat> who to contact. Okay, I
1: think we can do that.
0: So um, you know, it seems that lately that we've been talking about pretty much the same thing, and this is on people's minds now. All of this, what's going on, if, because they're seeing they're seeing uh, the consequences of it all finally um, in this. Horrendous controversy that is has come crashing down on them. There are those who still, you know, have their fingers in their ears; they don't want to hear any of this. They don't want to, have hands over their eyes; they just don't want to be aware of it. But there are those who, are, who uh, not only are willing to, they know they have to face it, and this is uh, this is demanding their attention. They have to, in conscience, face the reality. So they're beginning to finally, finally face reality about modernism is, and the moral devastation it causes, the moral rot that it causes. And um, by the grace of God, I hope they're, you know, being led back to the faith. The um, I mean, here we are in our little studio here, you know, we don't have makeup artists, obviously, I think that's very <laughs> obvious to people, right? <laughs> table, two chairs, and have very nice sta- crucifix and a nice statue of our blessed mother, and uh, and some very willing people, uh, a very small staff, of very dedicated people who get the program out, operating on a shoestring, and um, you know, fortunately, as I say, by the grace of God, we're able to reach a number of souls, uh, thousands. In fact, one program for us, a, a huge in its. And its exposure um, has had over well over forty thousand views now, and the other programs too have seen an enormous increase. I'd say, well, we just got the statistics uh, that practically overnight the, the number of viewers of the program have tripled. Um, but I mean, it, we could reach a lot more too. This is all, by the way, word by word of mouth. Uh, we don't advertise; can't afford to advertise. But and. Uh, They really, it's just a matter of one person telling another, one person passing on, I guess, a link to another, you know. And to think that that amount of growth from such a small seed is possible in a very short time, again, it it just goes to show what could be done if uh, people would support the program. And I'm not just talking monetarily; I'm talking about promoting the program by getting the word out to people they know, need to know. And not being lazy, just saying, oh, well, I saw it, that's enough for me. Um, or not being afraid, like, well, if I send this to my friends, you know, they're not going to like me anymore. <laughs> well, if you really care about them, you'll send it to them, whether they're going to like you or not, yeah. if their souls matter, matter to you. And I would just encourage our viewers to, please, if they believe it's the truth, to send it on everywhere. And... Um, you know, let's 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 try to find all of those who, in the novus ordo, still have the faith because they're still out there by the grace of God, and let's reach out to, to them, as they like to say these days, and try to show, you know shine a light on this whole thing, and let them find their way back to the traditional Catholic faith again. I mean, things could change dramatically, dramatically again in a very short space of time, if. Um, the light that reached them, first of all, the light that comes from God's grace in heaven, <clears throat> to recognize the traditional faith as being the real, the true Catholic faith. And uh, they made up their minds now, we're not going to support uh, those who would put the church to death and replace her with a, with an imposter. That's the modernist. We're going to uh, go back and practice and support the traditional Catholic faith, the true Catholic faith. Definitely. That's what we are trying to, that's what we're appealing to people to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, Father, I know we had uh, a lot more that we wanted to get to tonight, but I know we also wanted to uh, keep the program at a reasonable length. So if you're okay, I think
0: uh, we'll call it a night. I am quite okay. All right, so thank you. In fact, I think it would be a good idea if we could try to aim for about 40, 45 minutes. Um, so as a, as a standard operating procedure, point, sure. maybe we should... Aim for that, right? I know that people will complain that the programs are too short, but uh, I'm again. I just ask them to offer that up. <laughs> okay,
1: thanks for being here tonight, Bob. Uh,
0: th- you're welcome. Thank
1: you. <clears throat> no problem. Thanks to all of our viewers as well for watching this episode of What Catholics Believe. Until next time, we ask that you all remember the words of Our Lady of Fatima to consecrate yourselves
0: and your families to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and to pray and do penance. Thank you, and God bless you.